0: the patio, wherever it is, enjoying this beautiful day, sipping a nice cup of coffee or whatever it is that you like to wake up to in the morning, I'm just glad that it's my voice today. So good morning and welcome to Around the House. My name is Scott Brokamp. I am the uh, founder and one of the owners of His Security and Technology, and uh, I have the great honor to, well, to get this show to continue on for hopefully many, many more years to come. So... Thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, Right now, we're going to have a little bit of an overcast day here this morning. The sun's going to peak out a little bit later and uh, should be a nice warm, yeah, you know, 74, 76 degrees today. Should be enjoyable. So get outside and, uh, well, just enjoy this beautiful day that Mother Nature has made. If you need something to do, well, we can help you out with that. The Market Square Farmer's Market returns to its every Saturday spring and summer schedule. This is the 20th season that the nonprofit group called Nourish Knoxville has organized the Farmer's Market. So head downtown between 9 and 1 to meet area growers and artisans and support local businesses in East Tennessee. Speaking of local businesses, Stanley's Greenhouse is hosting a free workshop this morning. Abby Stanley will be a guest on our show next weekend, but today she is teaching how to design and plant the perfect spring container garden. The seminar starts at 1030 this morning at Stanley's Store on Davenport Road in South Knoxville. Uh, And... Our fourth-ranked Lady Vols softball team, near and dear to my heart. We are playing our last homestand this weekend against South Carolina. We did squeak out last night's game, 3 to nothing. Uh, first pitch today is at noon, so come on down to Sherry Parker Lee. And uh, if you can get you a ticket, get in and enjoy a beautiful day at the ballpark. That series will wrap up tomorrow and hopefully clinch the SEC title. For more information on all events happening around town today... Go to visitnoxville.com That's visitnoxville.com Our topic for the first hour of Around the House is renewable energy and your power bill. Last August, Congress passed new legislation that created tax incentives for businesses and utility companies to invest in clean energy like solar power. How soon will you see a reduction in your utility bill? Is it worth the investment to convert your house to solar? here to bust a few myths about renewable energy are ann brock and john hamilton from solar alliance good morning john how are you sir
1: uh, good morning good to be here thanks
0: well as you can tell we have coined you the myth myth, uh, myth buster this morning i can't
1: spit it out but we'll get there um thanks for joining us this morning yeah i appreciate it i'm and i'm not afraid of uh the Mythbuster challenge here uh, we've got a uh... Uh, We're very proud of what we do at Solar Alliance uh, in general, but in in terms of what we really do, most of it's education and trying to make consumers more aware of what solar can do and Mm -hmm. what it does for their home or what it does for their bill, et cetera. So I think uh, we're ready yeah absolutely well i mean solar
0: is such a hot topic and you know the advancements that we have seen and with whether it be electric vehicles whether it be solar wind there are so many uh groups and emphasis and and focuses on renewable energy which is i mean quite frankly is great you know um it's it's good for it's really it's good for our future
1: it is good for the future i mean we We, um, there's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of, uh, you know, ideas around solar that, you know, from tinkerers and DIYers from back in the day and, you know, Home Power Magazine to what you see in the the technology space today. And for most people, um, most of our clients, they obviously see protecting the environment and clean energy as a positive um most of them though won't do it unless it actually makes sense financially yeah so uh, you got different drivers there for sure and uh, but it is exciting space to be in especially these days
0: so before we dive into deep here john d- just do me a favor tell me a little bit about you in solar alliance in in general and uh tell us you know about your time here in knoxville and and yeah. what can you share with us about solar alliance as a yeah. business
1: I'm a, I'm a return to Knoxville guy. I mean, I graduated from Bearden High School back in the 90s and then went away, um, went to you know, college and then went into the Marine Corps. And then after I retired in 2016, kind of came back to the Knoxville area. I linked up with Harvey Abelotto, um, who was at the time with, with Aries Energy, um, you know, long standing. I think probably over a decade plus of time and solar and renewable energy. And that company, Aries, had at the time just been acquired by Thompson Machinery out of Nashville and was in the midst of building the first community solar project uh, for Appalachian Electric Co-op right up near Granger County. Off uh-huh, of right. And uh, was in the process of building that and in the process of kind of, of expanding. Um, a couple of years later, Solar Alliance then come, came in and acquired uh, this business, but realistically... Um, I joined the same company I work for today. It's just the name has changed a sure. little bit, as ha- as has the scope of what we do. Uh, initially, you know, when I first got here, it was a handful of projects, with some really nice, high profile projects. But mm-hmm. uh, we were about twelve to fifteen guys. Now we're about twenty two people strong um, and engaged in projects from you know Kentucky, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. Tennessee, and have done much more regional projects. Oh, uh, wow. Most of our effort right now clearly is in Kentucky and Tennessee, but uh, it's been exciting to watch this grow, and it's been exciting to watch the uh, the landscape, the technology landscape that we participate in, sure. uh, change over time as well.
0: Yeah, I mean technology. Uh, you know, obviously that's one of my favorite topics to always talk about, um, but. Y- you know, I mean, obviously there's so many bits and pieces that you can kind of, we can dive into on that technology side. Right. I'll spare most of our listeners. <laughs> um, but, you know, through those components and through the technology, as, as the products have gotten better, as the components have gotten better, the pricing has come down on those components and products, um, but what we can do with them has increased as well, and You know, solar is not new. It's been around for a long, long time. And, but it's kind of like what I do in my world of home security and and technology around your house is that now we're more involved in it. We have more information. We're able to see real-time data. We're able to get these bits and pieces that can help a lot of us get the light bulb to come on and really kind of see, oh, this is working, and this is how it is working, and oh, I can see when my usage is high, I can see when my usage is low, and we can make adjustments around our house that are going to be beneficial to, obviously, the power bill, but then you know in in generalized statements of the taxing of the grid right i mean we have seen some of those uh we've seen m- many articles over the past year about the the electric grids and being overtaxed and underbuilt and uh under maintained and so there's a lot that goes into that and we won't dive too deep into there but uh we, we do want to talk about some of this stuff when we come back. We're going to bust some of these myths. Uh, if you've got any questions or comments in regards to solar, um, you know, if you're in the midst of a dispute, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, but if we can help you, guide you, and inform you about solar for your home or business, give us a call or text 865-656-8255. That's 865 865-656. 8255. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back here on Around the House. News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. I'm your host, Scott BroCamp. Joining me this morning in studio, I'm speaking with John Hamilton from Solar Alliance. And Brock is here to make sure John doesn't say anything he's not supposed to and kind of keep us in line uh-huh. around here uh but uh I, I keep trying to give her a microphone and she just keeps pushing it away so uh we figure we'll just tease her a little bit while we're here this morning we are talking about solar renewable energy uh and we're gonna we're gonna bust some myths uh, but before we jump into that there's one question i did want to ask because you guys have been in the news recently about a project with kub um and it is a community solar project and uh, I want you to kind of explain to us what a community solar project is yeah, sure. and and maybe what this one with KUB is and how it may be different than others.
1: Yeah. So, um, first I just want to say like solar line Southeast, super proud to be a part of that project. Um, essentially community solar is as an alternative or an option so that, um, people across the community can come together to support renewable energy or the adoption of renewable energy. Um, in plain terms, uh, you buy a panel or buy a share of the community solar project, and and then are given some benefit by that. Uh, that program is actually um, KUB. Dot, uh, if you search KUB Community Solar, mm-hmm. um, it's on their webpage, and you can see that kind of um, you know, how the program there it works. For our point, we designed uh, we designed the system, we built the system, we installed it. And we're really proud of it. Um, a lot of times, our work is kind of unseen. It's sitting on a roof, and um, especially in the commercial space, right. it's sitting on a roof and you just don't see it. We like to talk about this project as probably the most visible project we have because if you've sat on 40 going westbound out of the city, uh, good chance you've sat right in front of it for at least two or three minutes in traffic. Mm-hmm. You know, right there on the. Uh, you know, just on the right before
0: West a, Yeah. Right before 640 comes in. I mean, you, yeah. it's almost hard to miss.
1: Yeah. It's, it is hard to miss and that's good. I think it, it sends a message uh, for the city that uh, we are a energy city. I mean, Oak Ridge National Labs, TVA, uh, the dams that we all enjoy publicly uh, producing mm-hmm. hydropower. It is remarkable what the Sun Sphere. I mean, 1982 World's Fair, all about energy. Right. You know it is remarkable what we do in this community um, for advanced clean energy, and having a very unique focal point right there on 640 sure. is unique, and we're proud to be a part of that. Say Solar Alliance helped build that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and there are you know I mean there's a lot of myths uh, about solar <laughs> and about energy and 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 all of that, and it, it, and I think you're right. For me, um, you know, living here it makes me feel good knowing that at least the utility sources are uh, buying into the latest technology to help and do their best uh, on a renewable standpoint, um, which is obviously it's going to benefit us. It's going to benefit our community.
1: Yeah, I I think we talk about it in terms of the three E's. So uh, environmental stewardship, you can't live in this part of the country and not understand the beauty and your responsibility mm-hmm. to protect our environment. You can't do that. Yeah. So being smart about how we use our natural resources is is a good thing, and right. it's something we're alert to. The other part is economic development and how solar can affect us and help our business or help our home save energy, reduce expense. Um, and then the third part is energy independence, which we're not, we're not advocating necessarily uh, – removing ourselves from the grid because the grid is a very vital thing to sustained economic uh, life here in in East Tennessee. But what we are advocating is being able to protect yourself uh, using renewable energy to offset your overall consumption and also protect yourself in terms of power outages or those kind of things, which are inevitable and will happen. So whether it's battery backup or a generator or the integration of solar with that, those are generally the motivators that we see. It's probably not, unfamiliar to his security as well
0: sure yeah no absolutely um so you know one of the things that obviously i'm sure comes up to you guys Mm -hmm. and i guess maybe let me ask you what what is the number one myth that you seem like you bust more
1: than any other i there's two of them when they go hand hand the first one is um and this seems kind of crazy but solar does not work at night okay and it also does not work in the shade Okay, so, and the reason that's important because, in the way that, and this is myth too, is that the utility will somehow, you know, credit you back money, um, you know, Mm -hmm. for the way that you produce power. They're not necessarily in that business. And the point I'm saying here is that we use power differently in our home or in our business throughout the day. Sure. So when that aligns, when solar production aligns with when you're using power, Mm -hmm. it saves you money. There's no way it can't because it's... Low cost, no ener- you know, no fuel source, renewable energy coming to you. Sure, but when you are using power and that solar is not active, you're having to pull that energy from somewhere else, right? And that's either the grid, mm-hmm. you know, through your mm-hmm. utility meter, or a battery if you've decided to store power there. But I think a lot of misconceptions start with this under- misunderstanding that how electricity is produced must align with your. You know, must along with how you use power right. in order for it to make the most economical sense. Sure. And, um, you know, that some of that comes from old baggage. Mm-hmm. Uh, when mm-hmm. I first got here, TVA had a program called GPP, and they would buy your power. And there was an incentive to do that. That went away somewhere around 16 or 17, somewhere around uh, maybe 18. It's starting to run together, but it's it's gone. So that program doesn't exist. So as a result most of the residential systems we sell nearly all i would say have batteries as a component sure so that you can use or move the power that you've made and with solar to a different time right
0: that's that that storage capacity
1: right it, and i think it you know again i'm
0: by no means am i uh <clears throat> anywhere of knowledgeable in this stance standpoint is is obviously you guys are but I think that to me, one of the misconceptions come in is that I, I think people think that solar is a, uh, it's going to take the place of type of scenario. And it's not, no. you know, this is just a, this is a partner with.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it, it can take the place of, but to do that requires, you have to have a system that's as resilient as a grid. And that means adding energy storage or a generator, or some combination Sure. so that you have the power you want. When you need it, mm-hmm. and and that's a tough thing to buy on your right. own, which is why the utility exists. Exactly, so, you know, offsetting your consumption or using it in certain ways is a very smart, you know, decision. Especially as we look to the future with electric vehicles, all the things that you're looking at. Oh you yeah, know, it, you're going to use more power, and we're using more power. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, we we. In almost all circumstances, are we partnering with the grid? Um,
0: you know, and, and you kind of you mentioned it a little bit before about a, a buyback program. You know, there are a lot of areas in the country that actually have a buyback program for solar. Yeah, but we don't have that here. Is that right?
1: Yeah, there is a. Um, so after the GPP went away, um, the TVA does have a program called Dispersed Power Providers, a DPP. So there are uh, certain programs and qualifications that hmm. you could see a, a marginal benefit from excess power going back to the grid. Those do exist. They're mostly more usable on the uh, on the commercial level. Right. For, for example, you might have a weekend where you're down, but you have a lot of solar capacity. Sure. So it may more make more sense there, but it's few and far between, and and that we uh, that we see a you know, really successful buyback incentives working or making it possible, uh, to do that, uh, north of us in Kentucky, you know, outside of the TVA region, they have Mm -hmm. net metering. It's a whole different relationship. So produce more power than you make, you know, then, uh, you know, they benefit your, they credit your bill, but that's just not an option for us. So we have to be smarter about this, how we size a system. Right. And we have to be smarter about how we, uh, size a battery component of that to make it make sense
0: right well and, and again and kind of like we alluded you, you know thinking of uh, solar obviously in our area you know if we hear i mean i hear it well tva they don't buy back they don't buy back they don't want, well you know but we also uh we have the benefit of what the cost is from tva as well versus what it is in some other areas
1: too so absolutely i uh, again we're real proud of what we do with utilities. Yeah, I mean, KUB, the guys and gals at KUB are working hard every day to ensure distribution is up, metering takes place, they're planning for the future. You know, they're working really hard at that, just like Appalachian Electric and just like LG&E and KU, who we've all done work for in our region, uh, projects for directly for them. You know, so they're out there. And, and a part of it, the TVA complaint sometimes is a business model, really, thing. Anyway. Sure. But You know, KUB doesn't generate the power. They, in most cases, the vast majority, they buy the power from TVA. Yeah. So it doesn't really help them if solar, you know, they have to pay somebody else for solar as well. You know, so it just doesn't make business sense. Right. Um, But the utilities in the TVA area are working hard at looking what is in the future and how that's going to shape it. And TVA, frankly, has been a major part of the economic development of our Of our region because of low cost energy so fighting that is not something that we do right you know it's It's, just how do we work best together
0: exactly you know so again kind of as we mentioned thinking of solar as a an additional component to um and, and again and so as we that's kind of one of the misconceptions and myths and as we look at those things here locally in our area Well, there's reasons for that. And again, as we just mentioned, the the cost of energy to us versus what it is in other areas as to why some of those incentives may be uh, different here than where they are in other areas across the country. So, uh, again, we're going to take a short break. But if you have questions, uh, if you need to get some professional answers, give us a call or text. 865-656-8255 that's 865-656-8255 I am Scott Brocamp and we will be right back here on around the house on News Talk 987 WOKI And welcome back to Around the House I'm Scott Brokamp, your host for this morning, and I am speaking with our friends over at Solar Alliance. I have John Hamilton here with us, and uh, well, I I don't know, maybe we're just going to call her the the boss of the room right now, Ann Brock, making sure that we all stay uh, on track around here, because we all know I like to get sidetracked. Um, But at any rate, thank you for listening. If you're just joining us, we are talking about renewable energy. Uh, Our guests this morning are from Solar Alliance. You can find them at solaralliance.com. And if you have been listening, they're one of their most recent, uh, uh, most, I guess, higher profile. um, Most visible. Most visible installations has been the uh, KUB community solar project that you can see right there on I-40 as you're waiting for traffic to clear as 640 merges in. So uh, we also have a caller on the line with us this morning. David, how are you this morning, sir? David. Hey, I'm good. I, um I know y'all just said that KUB doesn't have a buyback program. I get that. But what if I'm generating more electricity during the day than I'm using? Obviously, I'll use more at night. Will my meter run backward and give me credits, or would that be considered a buyback program? Oh, wow. Great question, David. Thank you.
1: John. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're, that would be considered a buyback program. So in uh, what the term most frequently used for that type of scenario where when you overproduce with solar – uh, they and then the utility credits your bill. Uh, that's called net metering. So mm-hmm. the net is what your bill. The net usage is what your bill. Um, that that's not what happens in most in any case in, in in TVA. Now there are what I mentioned before. There is a it's called the DPP program. Uh, there are some utilities that will pay you for overproduction, but it will not be what you pay them for your consumption. So it's not a It's not a one-to-one like you see in Kentucky with net metering or if you come from California or you've moved from the area from most other parts of the country. uh, That's not the same relationship. So you may be able to take some incentive there, but it's not going to be the same or equitable to what you're paying, um, which is why in most cases we opt for some kind of battery system to move or shift that load. The other option, if if you don't mind me adding, Scott, is you could also – um, you can go on your if you're a KUB customer, you can actually go on your bill now uh, or your the web the website and look at your bill, and you can see how much power you use during the day and how much power you use at night, and that will give you a fair, uh, really just once over of how you use power and sure. then what maybe makes sense if Very you were considering so. solar because it just doesn't work out that you know selling power to the KUB and is just isn't the way to go.
0: Right, got it. David, thank you very much for your call this morning, buddy. We appreciate thank you. you. Thank you, sir. So, you know, I mean again, it this is as we were talking earlier and I will keep reiterating, solar is is a good tandem solution, right? It is it's going to allow me to cut down on how that meters running how much that meter is running, um, and, and obviously, again, the data. The data, 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 data. It's all about data. The more information that we have, the better we are to be able to predict and protect. And, and those are really, you know, a part of our key environments. That if I know when my highest usage is for my utilities, then now I can make some changes. I can do something about it. Yeah. Um, so, it,
1: again, most of our business is in the commercial space. So, commercial solar um, or, you know, it changes the incentives that are available, change, but also so does your power consumption. So, right. generally speaking, you're running shifts during the day, mm-hmm. higher consumption during the day than maybe even a third or fourth shift that might be at night. So, in those cases, the applicability of solar for commercial solutions is often easier. Sure. The but you're right. The data is essential. Understanding how you use power mm-hmm. is the most important factor when considering the size of a system. If you are a low, you're already very energy efficient, or you have a, um, you know, you have intermittent use on the facility or in your home, like a cabin or something like that. Um, HVAC system is generally your primary driver during the sure. daytime. So sizing it around that makes the most sense. Right. Um, and we've done system as small as like three kilowatts, which is you know roughly small enough to generally creep under your usage. Now, if you have a pool and you have a larger home hmm. and uh, your electric bill is upwards of 250, then you could probably move that into a three or four or five kilowatt system even and still not see a lot of overproduction after that though really you need to consider batteries or energy storage and and how that could shift um in your um shift the when the energy is produced into the time when you're using it later so let's talk a little bit about about businesses
0: small businesses in particular there is you guys are doing as you mentioned you're focusing a lot in that commercial space right now but there's a reason for that
1: right right um the 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 stack of incentives that are available mostly through the, the, in, uh, the IRA, the federal law that came out, uh, is just um, it's, it's, it's the best it's ever been. So you're just, you've got a 30% base tax credit. You've got additional uh, percentages that are, if you're using domestic content, which is certainly achievable, that uh, you can get. And more importantly, most of our area outside of Knoxville proper um if it, if you're a a small business in a rural area mm-hmm. uh the USDA is offering a grant that is um up to 50% of the system so wow. if you add those you know you're looking at a one or two year return um with eight, over 80% of it coming to you from tax credits or grants and those kind of uh those kind of incentives are just you know kind of almost too good to be true But that's what we try to do on a daily basis: is navigate uh, and show small businesses how that works. Again, this is you have to be considered a rural small business. So sure, um, but you know we we will have our first grant submitted even in Oak Ridge, which right outside Oak Ridge is considered a small uh, Mm -hmm. rural area. So Mm rural is not necessarily what most of us think of rural (laughs) anymore. Um, But uh, either an ag producer or a rural small business, so a, a dentist or a veterinary hospital animal hospital or a wedding venue or a insurance company uh we've i mean we've done this several times in morristown proper i mean just uh rooftop projects in morristown that you never see unless you're looking at it from Google Earth.
0: so i mean it sounds like you know uh, i'm not gonna go on any conspiracy theories i know a lot of people do but you know, a lot of times when the government offers incentives and they offer grants for doing things, a lot of times there's a lot of hoops and a lot of loopholes that we have to try to be mindful of and work through. So, I mean, A, I think from what I understand of this, you, your team helps navigate that yes. and helps kind of uh, pre-qualify of whether or not this project is going to be even capable of being qualified for these types of grants.
1: Right. That And that is part of the education process. So the first thing is recommending and advising you on a system that's not going to be wasteful in terms of overproduction sure or insufficient for your purposes that's step one step two is looking at the you know under you know educating you on the system on the uh, the grants and incentives that are available walking you through that and if it comes down to it in the case of the usda grant the reap grant then we'll write the grant as well uh we can help you go through that process we we're you know and help you Understand what you need, where and how you need to register, sure uh, to participate, etc. But that is what we do. What we don't do is offer financing, and what we and uh, we generally, you know, obviously as a result, we spend a lot of time with our customers trying to just advise them on options. Sure.
0: Well, and and again, I mean, you're you're absolutely correct. The education part of uh, of just our solar and renewable resources here protecting our beautiful landscape of east tennessee um you you, this isn't this isn't uh i'm going off the cuff here because i randomly run off the rails constantly in life so but one of the things that i really see as a potential concern is we we talk about land availability when we talk about development and urban development here locally so I'm assuming that some of these community solar projects, like with KUB, they're going to be land intensive.
1: Yeah, that's a great, great comment. Um, so one of the things I really loved about KUB and frankly one of the design cha- challenges in that case was you had a um, you had you had an old site, an old uh, site where there were some issues about soil contamination or possible soil contamination. And you have TVA transmission lines running over that property, mm-hmm. which essentially made it unusable for the city um, to be able to develop that into something else. Um, a lot of brownfield sites are like that, where you don't have a lot of options with the land. So in this case, it was, it was genius. I mean, it's, it's highly visible. It accomplishes the public-facing yeah. public aspect of it. You're not really doing anything else with that property um uh because it can't again, really be used for anything yeah else. there's easements running through it so it's it's dead land i i, uh, I admire uh and i think it's a, it's incredible to look at some of the large-scale solar projects that are out there mm-hmm. big you know 100 megawatt sites and those yeah. kind of things but i have an equal concern about how we're using that kind of land i mean i it's not a great application and frankly those are for me in some areas now, maybe in the desert, or, you know, I don't, I have no idea. I never lived there. But, uh, you know, in those cases, those type systems are being in, interconnected to the grid. They're mm-hmm. just like any other generating station. Sure. They're like a, you know, it's, it's coming from a centralized place and they're right. distributed. Yeah. What we really advocate for is distributed generation. So if you have a new roof or you have a, a warehouse facility or some kind of manufacturing facility using, what is already dead real estate, which is your roof, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. the production of energy, production of clean energy, it just we think that that is that makes sense. Yeah. The other thing it does is puts the generation of power at the facility, not, you know, not, being, commu- not being distributed over transmission sure. or distribution lines. Yeah. So it's ready for you. It's ready for the adoption of batteries in the future. It's, it's ready for those kind of technologies. And I think those we often call those microgrids; um, those kind of that kind of technology is what's going to help us become more resilient um, and make the grid more adaptable. When you start layering on electric vehicles and those kind of things, mm-hmm. the, the the challenge I think is not centralized power production being distributed. It is how do we get more power production on the periphery?
0: Correct. Got it. Yeah. Again, working together. Working together. Working together. Right. together. Hey, if you've got questions, comments about uh, anything solar, give us a call or a text, 865-656-8255. That's 865-656-8255, or you can call toll-free at 1-800-951-8255. We're going to take a short break right here on Around the House on News Talk 987 WOKI. And welcome back to Around the House. Such a beautiful morning out today. We are, uh, well, we're producing renewable energy in this room today (laughs) because we have the professionals on that with us. John Hamilton and Ann Brock from Solar Alliance. Um, So, John, I I know that we've talked about the small business aspect and and busted some myths. Um, So you know i know you guys had a project recently that was helping a non-profit and and that was kind of uh near and dear especially to ann's heart over there and, yeah. and it's a good reason why so tell us a little bit about that project
1: yeah we've um you know again most of what we do is community we're really uh proud to have um finished that project this, for kub right there on 40 um and We also are very proud of our customers, our residential customers that we do. It's not a vast uh, portion of our work, but um, the the job that uh, Ann wanted to talk about with Faith Lutheran in Oak Ridge was just quite out really exciting. It was nice to see that um, they had put a lot of thought into how they wanted uh, SOLAR to work for their Mm -hmm. church and their community, their congregation. They had put the effort into researching what it was going to take and what the best option, most responsible option for that congregation. And the fact that they chose us and allowed us to work for them and, uh, and put that system on their system was just incredible. And it's, um, it's a unique application because it is a church and it's a nonprofit. And sure. you know there are some incentives that, uh, along with the, the small business incentives that were out there, there, are, there is a direct pay option now. Uh, for nonprofits, you know people who can't necessarily leverage tax credit and uh, being able to put all that together for them and and uh, support them in their stewardship mission uh, was really tremendous and uh, we're pretty proud of that
0: yeah. well you know and in, in just again i mean being a nonprofit as they are yeah. uh helping them find ways to have more resources to give back into the communities that they serve is amazing so yeah Um, John, thank you so much for joining us this morning. If you want to get in touch with the folks at solar Alliance, the easy way is just go to solaralliance.com that's solaralliance.com. Um, and they're happy to, you know, come out, evaluate your product and well, quite frankly, help provide you some education and bust some of those myths about solar so, uh, thank you guys so much for joining me this morning, and as we roll into our newly found fun bit fact of information, our topic of the day, today being May 6th, I hope that you guys enjoyed May the 4th Be With You <laughs> and Cinco de Mayo, uh, but... Before we take a break, it's time to talk about our topic of the day. Of course, the Kentucky Kentucky Derby is today. The race, known as the most exciting two minutes in sports, runs at exactly 6.57 this evening. By 7, we'll crown a winner. You probably recall seeing the huge blanket of roses that they put on the winning horse. But did you know all those roses weigh about 40 pounds? And that brings me to what we really wanted to talk about for our topic of the day, gardening. Specifically, naked gardening. The first Saturday in May is World Naked Gardening Day. It started about eighteen years ago and has steadily increased in popularity as more people are exposed to the idea. I, I mean, I've just so—I mean, my mind is going wild here. I have so many questions, so many thoughts, so so many. Uh, uh, unfortunately, vivid. Imaginations going on right now so hey listen if you find your neighbors outside naked today just maybe go help them pull some weeds yeah spread some manure whatever the case may be they are probably participating in world naked gardening day um john i know that you've anxiously been awaiting the opportunity to talk about this topic
1: yeah i um I'm In fact, uh, having just found out about it, um, I'm glad that it exists, number one. Uh, The second thing I'd say is, uh, you know, for those of you uh, backyard uh, poultry experts, um, mind the chickens, that would be my first concern. But honestly, I think the best advice came from Ann, and I know that she's fully adopted her role as a a part of the solar community and a part of a solar company. And so for Ann, to all the listeners who participate in Naked Day, make sure you... uh, plenty of sunscreen.
0: Sunscreen up. Yep. No no doubt about it. Um Chris, did did you know about this? Have you ever heard of this before? I have never heard about this before, but at the same time, I'm not very surprised this exists. <laughs> well, I'm not either, which kind of brings us to why we started the topic of the day because as many of us know, Every day is the national day of something crazy, wacky, wild, and insane. And we wanted to, uh, well, quite frankly, we wanted to just lighten up your morning. Maybe you just needed a chuckle with your coffee or whatever it is you may be drinking. Uh, After listening to this, I think some of these folks may start their day with a shot of whiskey or uh, a little something stronger than what I have in my cup. Um, But, uh, you know... I mean, it's not really a surprise. I guess you know it's nice. really not. Uh, it, and I have heard of this, ironically enough, a few years back. I heard about it. it I love reading news articles in the morning, and that's where I came across it. Um, and it is, uh, it. My understanding is it started uh, overseas and has spread pretty pretty quickly um, throughout the entire world. So again, if you see your neighbors. Uh, out gallivanting in the nude today they are just doing some normal gardening um yeah you know so any rate we're uh, we'll talk a little bit about that when we come back i do want to thank our folks from solar alliance for joining us this morning um, and when we come back, we're going to be talking to, uh, an, a wonderful nonprofit that, uh, many of us know very well. It is near and dear to many of our hearts. So we're going to take a short break. I hope you'll join us here in the second hour. We'll be back with more around the house after this break here on news talk, 98, seven WOKI. Good morning. Good morning welcome to around the house i hope you were enjoying our conversation the first hour with our friends from solar alliance and uh, this hour we're we're going to talk about some really good old-fashioned um community-driven organization here our friends from habitat for humanity are going to be joining us this morning and uh, I, I just gotta say if you've got any comments or questions or concerns about Naked Gardening Day, we would love to hear from you. Uh, 865-656-8255. This is, uh, you know, one of those wacky day of, national day, world day of. Uh, All I got to say is, you know, I, I do a lot of work outside for my job. You know, every once in a while we're hanging cameras and climbing around attics and crawl spaces etc and and i just got to say pants are a valuable tool it helps protect me in a lot of ways and uh uh, just be careful if you're partaking in national or in world naked gardening
2: day i certainly hope that you're not uh, pruning any rose bushes that would be a a painful painful little Culling experience, Watch those pruners! It? Yeah, right? exactly. Watch
0: the pruners. Boy, I don't know.
2: That escalated quickly. I mean, that <laughs> really got out of hand fast.
0: Well, you know, Kelly. I, I mean, I it, guess you know how to make an entrance. Don't well, you?
2: there we go. That's yeah. I jumped right in there, didn't I?
0: <laughs> you did. <laughs> oh, I, I'm going to keep my comments to a minimum from here on out. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, if you're not partaking in World Naked Gardening Day and you're looking for something else to do that may require a shed of clothing, the farmer's market returns to Market Square. Abby Stanley is teaching a container gardening course at Stanley's Greenhouse. She'll be with us next weekend to talk last-minute Mother's Day gift ideas. And uh, you could join me to watch our Lady Vols softball team host South Carolina. First pitch is at noon today. We have won game one, and we're looking to rally and sweep this baby out. For a complete list of events around town, go to visitknoxville.com. That's visitknoxville.com. My next guest is... Represents a nonprofit organization that has been partnering with Knox County families for nearly 40 years to help them find affordable and secure housing. She is the president and CEO of Knoxville Habitat for Humanity. Welcome to the show, Kelly. Good morning.
2: Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, it's very exciting to be back here and to see all this Tennessee on. I think that's, I so totally support Tennessee. And for those of y'all who don't, See what I see. Scott is from head to toe in orange and blue right now.
0: Well, I, I may be uh I may be a little partial of my Lady Vols. Uh you know, we are my company I'm happy to say we are a corporate sponsor of our Lady Vol Boost Her Club, uh, which is an initiative that supports our female student athletes. And uh well, as a dad of two girls, let me just tell you. Uh I I have two two little athlete girls and you know i think for me and i'll digress real fast and i'll wrap this up but for me my little girl was forced into playing basically co-ed sports and she was better than most of the boys on the team but yet you know being who she was in her stature uh it wasn't always accommodating for her to be a part of co-ed sports and so we are uh we are big fans of our cbfo softball league over here in in farragut uh and and just my wife and i have turned into huge proponents for our lady athletes and uh i, I mean i'm just I, I just can't say enough about what some of our organizations do to help support our lady balls
2: we're just really really blessed in knoxville to have just continuing support of the Orange across the board. You, you got know, that right. know, Lady Vols and um, men's sports and all sports. We're, yep. We are a truly, truly a team that runs, I mean, a city that runs Orange. Yeah. And a city of volunteers. Thank heavens for us. And Habitat, we need them.
0: You're absolutely right.
2: See? So,
0: Knoxville Habitat for Humanity, been around since 1985. Yes. How long have you been here?
2: A while. I... St- <laughs> Got now, this is, this is the thing when I say it, you're supposed to go, No way, yeah. Um, in September, it will be 29 years. Wow, yeah, so I started when I was five. Yeah,
0: are you sure? I, yeah, I'm gonna say you must have started at least at one.
2: Oh, gosh, yes, yes, I'll pay you later.
0: Oh, yeah, um, yes, no
2: I've expensive. been around a long time. Um, and when I started with Knoxville Habitat, we were building our 48th house. Wow. And, um, and we we just serve Knox County. I mean, just serve, but Knox County is a large County, but there are surrounding affiliates around us. So we are in Knox County and, um, right now we're, we're in the anywhere between, I think we're around 670 homes that we wow. have built. We've got sold.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. And just to think that you have been helping families for 29 years. I mean that that is that's remarkable, remarkable in itself.
2: Well, you're very kind, Scott, but I, I'm very quick to say um, I just lead the effort. I'm not the one doing it. You don't want to see me with a hammer. You don't want to see me with a paintbrush. You know, I've got an incredible. This organization has an incredible staff that lead our work and do the do the leading and and uh, take care of everything. I just get to. Uh, come and talk to you and get out in the community and talk about all the good things they're doing. Well,
0: you know what? Just like when I talk with my my little girl's softball team, right? We talk about how it, it is a team sport and everybody has to be their piece of the puzzle. And not every piece does the same thing, but every piece is necessary to make the picture. So
2: see there? Well, I use the pie. All, everybody in there has a slice of pie, but with all the pieces hit together in the middle
0: yeah well there you go well so we're going to take a bite out of your pie okay right here so um you're building what your fourth neighborhood
2: in oxcan yes we have a neighborhood we're doing right now in strawberry plains actually right after this i'm going to go do a house dedication which is the most incredible experience ever because it's where we actually celebrate the completion of the home and we celebrate with a family that the the structure that has been built with a community support and with a partner um, family is going to become a house. Mm-hmm. Um, in the next couple of weeks, they will sign the deed and they will um, start paying for that house, usually 25 um, year mortgage. And um, we'll then take that money that they're paying into that and put it into building more homes.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. That is amazing. Well, and of course, if you're not familiar with Habitat for Humanity, Kelly's going to help tell us a little bit about it. But, you know, one of the things that I think most of us are aware of is that you require some sweat equity.
2: All the families have to be partners. I mean, truly, it is a partnership in everything that we do. We're not giving anything away, which is something I'm real proud of. There is ownership. So the donor, the volunteer, the family, our organization, we all are invested in this um, opportunity to enhance someone's life. Families have to qualify to be part of the program. And right now, the very first basic is just essentially financial um, ability. Every family, we don't want to set anyone up for failure. So every family has to be able to make the monthly mortgage Mm -hmm. payment that also has escrow and taxes and insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, And that cannot be more than 25% of their monthly income. So Mm -hmm. that's what we're looking at first. And then once that they are approved, we get in and they have to um Come to classes. We have budget classes that yeah. families have to partake in and be part of for a year. Learning really how to manage their money. Mm-hmm. It's their money. We're not going to tell them how to spend it. Right. But we want to equip them with the decision making skills to be able to make those decisions moving on down the line. Because once that house is deeded to them, it's theirs, just like yours and yeah. like everybody else's mortgage. Right. um But this is the opportunity and time for us to teach and train. Um, and a lot of the families that partner with us have never had that opportunity or anybody yeah. to put that um, kind of trust in them. There's also um, landscaping classes. Once they're in their home, there are home maintenance classes. So we teach people how to do simple home maintenance wow. um, around their house. We do have um, warranties like mm-hmm. any homeowner for the first year sure. on certain things. But the other thing, you know, if your toilet sticks you gotta learn to fix it you know it's certain that we have classes and we teach that um we have some other like you know how to be a good neighbor class and how to um is that open to anybody (laughs) i might have a
0: few recommendations
2: well well yeah well you know the 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 budget class is truly the class that is required right the others are highly 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 encouraged and you get sweat equity for, for all yeah. of those classes. So the homeowner does have to participate and be part of the program. Um, and then they will select a lot that we have on the listing. And right now yeah. we are only building in Ellen's Glen, which was named mm-hmm. after our founder, Sis Mitchell. Uh. Um, and they, and it is out off Strawberry Plains out there. And they're beautiful homes. Oh, my God. I encourage anybody to drive through out there and see Ellen's Glen. It really is pretty.
0: That is amazing. Well, and, and that's one of the things, obviously, that – Uh, I just love about what you guys do is that, you know, it is, it's an educational process. You are really, you are so fundamentally changing the landscape and the lives of these individuals by helping prepare them. Uh, You know, again, many of us may not have had that education and, and the budget friendly and knowing what to do and how to do it. And so you guys are just, you're, you're paving the way for, quite frankly, life-changing experiences for all of those to come. Uh, We are going to take a short break right here. If you've got questions or comments, give us a call or text 865-656-8255. We'll be right back here on Around the House, News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. I am speaking with Kelly Schultz from Habitat for Humanity and uh, well if you just need to learn what you can do to help out in your community we got a great way for you here. Uh, Kelly thank you so much for joining us this morning. I just talk our listeners through and and talk me through because I think There's, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what you guys do, but what's that process like for you guys, for a, a family who is in need or is coming into your program, walk us through that process.
2: Well, I'll tell you too, Scott, right now it's tough. It is tough because there's such need in our community, um, for home ownership, for for safe shelter and, um, rents are even so high, but you know, you can only do so much. So it's really been heartbreaking the past Mm -hmm. couple of years, what we, um, can do because just of of just extreme costs but with a the family they would um apply for the program but we were not taking any more applications for this year sadly wow. to say we we filled that up that we had such just need and we don't want to set anybody up to sit and wait and right. wait and wait so we um but families come into the program they are based like i said um Mostly right off the bat from income, being mm-hmm. able to make the payment. Right. Um, and then once they can, we do see that they have the financial capabilities to make a mortgage payment and escrow with um, their monthly salary. Then they come in the program, they take the classes, then we they will select a lot. Again, right now we're building um, in this mm-hmm. neighborhood. Right. And once we get to that point, we will start their house. We build three, four and five bedroom Homes, Families do not get to select their size. It's really based on criteria from Habitat International with children sure. and gender and so forth. And then, again, as you know, I mean, a five-bedroom home takes a larger lot. Sure. And so we also don't get to build a lot of those just based on economics. We don't have mm-hmm. the lot space for them. Yeah. Um, so most of the homes we build are three- and four-bedroom. They're about anywhere between 1,400 and 1,800 square feet. The homes we're building in Ellens Glen do have a garage, one car garage. Mm, cool. Um, and um, they have sidewalks and underground utilities. We were very blessed to have a partnership with Knox County mm-hmm. that provided some, some infrastructure money to help us do that. Um, and it truly is a neighborhood as we're taking, you know, as you go out there and drive around and how we're doing the houses. The families then will purchase the home at a 25 to 30 year mortgage. Mm-hmm. And we hold the notes. So we are our own guarantee. So we also are the uh, ones that we do our own mortgages there with someone who does that. And they will pay, make the monthly mortgage payments, you know, to us. And mm-hmm. again, if they get behind, like they get a letter and, right. you know, the the great thing is, is with us holding that, we know life sometimes get in, gets in the right. way. And we will provide the opportunity one time in the... Hello?
0: Hey, that was pretty cool.
2: Okay. Our electricity went out. Woohoo! Um, that was quick, though, that generator. Um, so it, we, we still, we will provide um, the opportunity for them to have a one-time, you know, like hiccup in life, and we will p- assess that at the end of the mortgage, because we hold right. that. Sure. Um, but it has to be something extreme. They have to come up with another payment plan and so forth, um, but... We need that income to help build more homes. Right. So this year we'll do about 12 homes um and it's 12 families that are going to get the dream. I wish it was so much more. It's just so costly. Right. I mean we were just talking about mm-hmm. that construction costs it have gone up at least 30% over oh, yeah. the past couple of years for us. Yeah. And and we can only we can only build so many because we can't continue you can't pass all of that on to the family or it's not affordable.
0: Right. So I, I'm going to just, I just want to ask. So how long have you guys taken on that model of building the community?
2: This is our fourth subdivision. Um, we we like to do infill in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just such the basis and the, and the really the crux of, of our ministry to be, to go in and plant new families in established neighborhoods Mm. right now. That's just not an opportunity for us. Um, so this neighborhood that we're doing is providing us to be able to plant 35 families, um, together, um, to do you know community together there sure and um, we're we're excited about that we actually have another piece of property that's very close to this one that we'll be looking at and probably starting in um, either the end of 2024 or the beginning of
0: 2025 well and, and that's that's just amazing and in- I mean, look. I don't care. I don't care where or how you can build it. You're building it, and that's what's important.
2: Well, it's it's tough, and I mean, the thing is, is right now housing is just in such a need, and there's a lot of opportunity out there for rental. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's still expensive, but yeah. there's not a lot for home ownership. There's very, very, very few of us doing that, and we just we need to make sure that we're taking care of folks in our own community. Right.
0: Yeah, well, and there's, you know, I mean, the reality of it is, when things come available, even those, uh, e- those lots that are infill lots, I mean, when them things come available, they just they go at ridiculous prices, and and then there's, it's always seems to be a bidding war anymore on on anything. That's An
2: available. average cost of a starter home is right around three hundred thousand. Yeah, a starter yeah. home. Start. Wow. Yeah, I couldn't afford it. I couldn't have afforded that. I mean, no. seriously, it's no. It's tough. I mean, and and that's just heartbreaking. And we're, you know, I I just want to make sure that we're taking care of the community and the families and the folks so that they stay here. And Knoxville continues to be the great place that it is.
0: Right. Well, in order for you guys to do that, it takes a lot of help and a lot of support. And as you alluded early on, a lot of volunteers.
2: It does take volunteers. Our homes are built with volunteers. um, And that really is the crux of what we do. It's volunteers that teach our classes um and sadly volunteerism has been down the past couple of years and yeah. and i just in and, and i'm not we're not real sure why that is it's actually nationwide there's yeah. some studies that are out about that um but it it is It's down, and that's caused some issues for us because if we don't have the volunteers out there, then we have to pay subs to do it, Mm. and then the cost of the house goes up more. It goes up, yeah. But we have volunteers. We have a restore, and we use volunteers there. We have volunteers in our classes. Um, We have the established volunteers that work during the week to help catch up from build to build, and then we have our Saturday volunteers out building.
0: Yeah, so – What's the best way to get in touch with you guys to be able to volunteer?
2: It's it's to go to our website. We actually have a whole little portal. You know how we've gotten very sophisticated. We have a whole little portal for you sign up to to be a volunteer, so that uh, and it tells you all the opportunities that we have, and it allows you to do it how you want to. And we we would love to have you on a Saturday, and you can pick your Saturday. You just got to be willing to. Uh, you know, do whatever it is that's needed. Or if you want to do something specific, then you've got to be a little more flexible on your days. Right. So
0: go to Knoxville habitat for humanity.com. That's Knoxville habitat for humanity.com. And, uh, you know, go look for that volunteer portal, get yourself signed up, find ways to give back to our community. Uh, there's, I mean, there's always so many opportunities to give back to our communities. And, and I, Many that know me, I am. Uh, I, I love getting giving back. I love being able to give back to our community in whatever way I can. Um, and so I love your passion and I enjoy just the desire that you have to give back. Um, so, w- what are some of the biggest needs that you guys are facing right now? You you briefly touched on it volunteers.
2: Volunteers are, are one. We also, um, we, we're in kind of a new space with us with some a little bit of funding that we've received. And we're in need of subcontractors. And so we're also putting that big plea out that we have a bid room on our website to go in and bid for, for different um, things that we need for and we need subcontractors. So I would love to engage get engage some folks that may be listening to this today to go in and look at that and, and come be part of the work. I mean, it's paid. We're going to pay you. It's not volunteered. Uh, you don't have to donate. Um, for that and then the other thing just to put out is it is getting ready to be summertime and a lot of folks are going to have kids that don't have much to do and we would love to have them come and volunteer with us you have to be 16 to work on a job site um, but we also you know can in driving helps i think but right. we would love you know if somebody wants to pull a group together i mean it can be your sunday school class it can be your Bunko class it can be your poker group whatever um, to come and come out and and work with us to do that so that's that's another great way that we can um, involve the community and then the other is we do have a restore a restore is located mm-hmm. in downtown West yeah and it is all I mean we have purchased some new items you certainly need to come by there and look at some of the things that um that we have purchased but the majority of it is all donated material so two right. when it's getting a little warmer and You've got that extra time, and you're cleaning out. Think of us to donate your items to.
0: Well, and and really, the items that you guys have in the store are,
2: I mean, it covers everything. We we actually do. We have clothing. Uh, very few Habitat restores have clothing. There are restores in surrounding counties around us. Yeah. Um, but we do have clothing, and then probably two thirds of our store is construction related—right, windows and doors, and cabinets, yeah. and flooring, and rugs, and, and then, knobs and hinges and, and everything. It. Exactly. And it—it's if you're going there looking for something specific, you're probably not going to find it. And if you're going in there looking just to browse, you'll probably find everything that you need that yeah. you didn't know you needed. Yep. Um, but we have furniture and. You know, knickknacks and tchotchkes and things like that, too. And Mm -hmm. all of that goes back into the ministry.
0: Yeah. Well, and I found myself doing some shopping there. uh, Thank
2: you, Scott. We appreciate it. Uh, Yeah.
0: Well, I I was looking for kind of a unique part. But it was from uh, not really a a super old home, but it was a 20-year-old home. And somebody suggested, well, just go browse by. Check out the Restore. Because a lot of times when people go in and they gut and do remodels if it's in good condition they'll donate it and a lot of times it may find its way into one of your stores or into your store and so uh i went to took a look and by golly i actually found what i needed
2: did you really well i did uh you're one of the rare few that go in looking for something and find what they want
0: i know But I did find many replacements in case I didn't find it. So, yes, just just a very unique store and just so cool. I I mean, just going in and browsing and checking out is just, it's worth the trip. It just is worth the trip. Uh, We are going to take a quick break. I'm going to come back and continue speaking with Kelly Schultz, talking about Habitat for Humanity. And uh, quite frankly, we're going to talk about what you need to do to get involved We've told you where to go to get involved, but we need you, right? We're we're even better than the Army because we're right here locally. So um, stay tuned. Come back and check us out. We're going to take a short break on Around the House right here on News Talk, 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. If you have questions about how you can help Habitat for Humanity or... Maybe you just have a question in general that uh, you would like to ask Kelly. She's really good on her toes. She'll answer any of those questions you have. 865-656-8255. As long as it's not about World Naked Gardening Day, I think we're in good shape. Uh, Kelly, thank you so much for joining me this morning.
2: I just am so. We do have a gardening class with families. We work with the Master Gardeners of Knoxville. And they come out. We have a program called Hug.
0: Yes, I'm aware of that. Which program. is
2: Habitat Urban Gardens.
0: Yes, don't do that during naked. naked exactly.
2: I'm, day. I'm just sitting here thinking that I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to make sure that we're, we're safe today. But we just need to make sure that doesn't doesn't happen. That might be something we don't want to see.
0: We we need to uh, we we need to ask those professionals if they're aware of, of national, world naked national, garden Nake,
2: day. world naked oh yeah national garden day I've, i know yeah. i mixed it up but yeah we do need to ask him that yeah.
0: yeah this is it's worldwide i, I mean worldwide i just I, I didn't i didn't know the passion to garden naked was so strong in our world today uh, you
2: don't have a lot of laundry to do
0: this is this is very true yep. very true uh so Besides gardening, you guys, you can't do what you do without a lot of help. And we,
2: we have to have help
0: to do what it is that we do, yeah. And you have a lot of opportunities for that. Corporate sponsorships, just volunteers to help do builds.
2: That's exactly right. The way we currently um, fund and build the homes is with a corporate sponsor or a church or a business. We call them a covenant partner. Mm-hmm. And that is that someone um, comes in and says, okay, we're going to partner with you on this home. We will bring volunteers out for anywhere between four and eight work days, depending on the house and depending on um, getting all of the inspections and different things like that done. We have a plan there, and you will work alongside with the family, getting to know the family and and building this house with them. Um, And that right now, a sponsorship cost is $55,000, and that's about hate to say it i used to say it, and that's about a fourth of the cost of the house right now yeah um and then we match those costs with grants and with homeowners making their mortgage payments and donations and and other um just funding fundraising things that we do to be able to um, to cover the cost the hard cost of that home sure um but it's fifty five thousand dollars. we have some Organizations and churches that will take that on themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I have to give a big shout out to Home Federal Bank, who has been the longest standing covenant partner with us, building with us for 32 years. Wow. It's actually, the longest standing sponsor in the state of Tennessee is Home Federal Bank. Oh, that's amazing. And then I also want to give a big, big shout out to our friends over at UT in the housing Um, Arena, Jerry Adams and residence halls over there, they build a house with us every year and they raise their own money through the residence halls, the Mm -hmm. students and the kids do fundraising and then come out and build. Um, Isn't it awesome? That That is is awesome. And then we've had students that have, you know, come and help that now have gone on to their, to their corporate life or their professional life. And then they still come back and build with us or they've gotten involved with habitats in the areas where they are. So that's, that's really great. Um, But we also recognize a lot of people right now can't, fund a whole house so we put partnerships together sure and we'll put different groups together to come out and, and build um and it's it's just it's been tougher to be able to do that uh, but that's how we've continued to build we're looking at some other different opportunities out there but so is everybody else
0: right yeah i mean you you, you have to be diligent to look for the sources and the resources to be able to find ways to continue to do all of these amazing things that you guys do in our communities. Um, so, I, I want to ask. Unfortunately, I have not physically been able to partake in a build.
2: We're gonna make. We're gonna change uh, that as soon as softball uh, season's over.
0: Well, Scott, you you're know, on it. I have. I have been a part financially to help support. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate it.
2: Um,
0: but so. Tell me a little bit about how that process works, because like I, you know, I'm I'm in new construction all the time. So, do you have like a general contractor that volunteers that oversees this project?
2: No, that we have a staff of five in the construction. Um department so we have a procurement person who procures all of our donations and all of the um, items that we need I have a construction supervisor that oversees all of that as well as development of new subdivisions and properties and then we have folks that are in the field we have these house leaders and site leaders that are in the field overseeing things right but You know, really, it. then we have what we call crew leaders and Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Those are volunteers. So we'll have a crew leader that will lead, that's a volunteer that will lead siding or that will lead roofing or that will lead interior walls cabinets and trim it's a volunteer that comes and does that and then leads the other volunteers and we are always in need of those crew leaders and really what we're wanting is we'll teach you how to do it the habitat way Uh, we're just wanting um but this is the opportunity where you you can't hammer it you're teaching someone how to hammer and do it you can't do it you know so we have folks that that's what they want to do and we'll take them as well but that's not a crew leader crew leader is really about teaching and training sure um then then um you know, at our restore and at, um, we have a um, crew that works in their warehouse that puts together the door frames and the um, different things that we might need. We used to do sheds. We're not doing sheds now with this garage. Um, but to build components to take to the job set. So they work in the, we have a warehouse. And so right. we have a group. Those are all volunteers, hmm. um, volunteers to paint. We have a volunteer electrical crew. Wow. That licensed electrician is a volunteer and, yeah. um, you know, the, does that. So we have a lot of needs. And if it's just something you're wanting to learn, they love to teach and train. And mm-hmm. so we invite you to come and do that as well.
0: Well, and again, the easiest way to get involved, go to Knoxville com. That's Knoxville com, Or you can call them at 865-523-3539. If you don't want to get dirty if you don't want to build, if you don't want to do any of the actual physical construction, guess what? Good old-fashioned money is a good place to start. I'm sure you'd be happy to accept some donations, wouldn't we, you?
2: We certainly would. And another thing that, if I just have a second to talk about, too, is there's a, there's another way that you can make lasting impact, and that is through your estate planning. Um, that's something that you know, a lot of folks don't want to think about or talk about, but mm-hmm. what a what a lasting legacy to be able to provide the money um, to build a home for somebody um, through your estate and through your will. And we mm-hmm. love to talk to you about those opportunities as well, because right now you might not have it, but,
1: right. you know,
2: possibly with your assets and things that you do. And, you know, that's also such a tribute to your family that mm-hmm. you're able to do this and mm-hmm. you're doing it. Um, And it's kind of a a lasting memory um, for you to to your family. So think about that as well. But we also would like your check or your cash right this second, too.
0: (laughs) Anyway, I mean, just spare change between whatever, whatever it is, bring it on in. Well, you know, you mentioned the help from UT. And, uh, you you know, one of the things that I think is just amazing about that is that's that's helping to uh, nurture and grow our students to think about giving back and providing for our communities. And when they have that opportunity to see the difference that they make, uh, I, I think to me, that's one of the biggest benefits that obviously you can, can take from there. And as you mentioned, as they graduate college, they go to their professions. Sometimes they give back where they're at. Sometimes I'm sure they encourage their companies to be a corporate sponsor and and sponsor the build of a Habitat home. But just being able to take part in that volunteering aspect. Uh, I, I know for me and, and for my family, one of the things that is so awesome and amazing is when we know that we can actually help by being able to just give back into our communities. And, and you guys obviously are a huge resource to be able to do that. Um, so, as we talked very early on in our, our conversation, it's about educating. It's about not just educating the new homeowner that you're doing the build with, but all of the volunteers involved. It, I, I'm sure you've probably got stories of volunteers that you have seen come back time and time and have blossomed.
2: Yes, yes, absolutely. And the other thing, too, about education is it's giving folks an opportunity to work alongside and learn from so many different types of people mm-hmm. that they might not cross their paths. You know, your neighbor is not just the person who is physically you can look out your window and see next door to you. Your neighbor could be across town, mm. um, but it gives folks the opportunities to come and work with all types of different people and forge friendships and, and lifetime, you know, partnerships that they might not have ever had that. So it too is educational and learning that teaches us that we're all not the same. We're all different and yeah. Hey, I can like you and you're totally different from me, but I like you. you know, Right. Exactly. And we can work together. And we can work together. Yeah. And by golly, we can make a difference. Yep. And we can make a difference together. The other thing, just quickly, I want to mention, too, is we also have a program for veterans. Um, that's uh, also a big need. We have a whole veterans a program, need. and um, we're actually very blessed that News Talk ninety eight point seven um, is a huge sponsor of our Clay's our Sporting Clay's tournament. Yeah, and that event goes to um, help support our veteran initiatives. So there's you know there's there's a big need out there for for mm-hmm. veterans coming back that don't have. Um, housing or yeah. you know a way to to get involved and then we also have a critical home repair program where we work with folks that are in their home that own their home and we'll yeah. go in and do roofs or hvac really the large ticket items yeah.
0: and we're going to talk a lot about that when we uh when we come back okay
2: this perfect thank break. you see so cut me off cut me uh, off
0: i you know hey listen you're like me right we could just keep talking and forget all these breaks but apparently we have to take them so speaking of we are going to take a short break and we will be right back here on around the house on news talk 98 7 woki welcome back on around the house i'm scott brokamp in studio this morning we have kelly schultz from habitat for humanity uh but thank you all very much for listening, by the way. We do appreciate your support. And if you ever have questions, give us a call at 865-656-8255. Or you can send a text, whichever meets your fancy, for this beautiful morning that we're on. Kelly, before the break, you were started telling us a little bit about uh, some programs that you have and and you have it's critical home and repair
2: yes so
0: fill us in on that
2: it is a program that we started about um, three and a half years ago it was a initiative across our state with all affiliates with it through our Habitat for Humanity of Tennessee organization and it was going in and working with folks that own their home but had major repairs Um, different affiliates across the state handled it differently we'd never done it before a lot of affiliates have been doing it for years Uh, but we thought that it was a real compliment to our work and there's a huge need in knoxville for it but we started looking at how we could do it and do it best because we didn't want to send volunteers into Mm, you know occupied space they've never done that we've only had volunteers start from the ground and build up we didn't haven't had them tear things down so we started looking at it and said you know roofs are a huge huge mm. issue you've got to have a good roof yeah and so many problems have happened in the house it's not have a good roof on it so we said okay that's what we're going to do we're going to focus on the large ticket items so it was roofs and hvac mm. units oh my gosh god there's such a need for that but again through the program it has to be you have to be low income you have to be mm. not be able to afford this or finance it right um and again be approved so we started that and we've done about 70 homes in knox county through this by doing a roof and hvac every so often we do a little other something but there's there's other organizations out there that will do ramps sure and um other you know remodel type programs so ours are really sticking to those two items Mm -hmm. and to be to find out if you're eligible for that again you go to the website we have a certain person who is in charge of the critical home repair and we have to do an assessment and there's mm-hmm. some paperwork and things involved but we're actually deciding to that program with the state is ending and so we are developing our own program to be able to do it we're still going to keep it so that it, it, it awesome. still will be a really nice addition to habitat right. and to home ownership but this also is about safe shelter and keeping folks you know in their homes right. through these through these two um large costly Mm -hmm. expenses
0: yeah oh and that's amazing that you guys not only have the the wherewithal but the ability to really from your experience with this program of being able to analyze it to be able to find ways to keep it going
2: well and the other thing is the program that we had that we've been part of was all was for seniors Mm -hmm. so you know and again that's such a huge huge need because cac has a program that's similar but it's based on need and when you come in and there's someone that has a, you know, three or four kids, you know, and they have this need and then a senior over here, it's yeah. tough to say what the need is. So the seniors were kind of being pushed out. So that's the program we've done. And the program we're going to have, we're opening up, it will be for all ages, you know, for folks, again, based on need. But there will be that emphasis on seniors and on veterans as well. Um, we won't do it just for them, but there will be that um, sure. that emphasis on that because because it's no one else is doing it.
0: All right, So, of course, how my mind always likes to go. So do you have any partnerships on that, like KUB or anything like that? Are they, there are any partnerships in helping with like the HVAC type of scenario?
2: No, it's, no not, not right now. Not right um, now. You know, and that may be something that we, we couldn't do it with the program that we were part of with right. Habitat Tennessee. So as we grow and develop our program, that's something, you know, that we can certainly look at. KUB is a huge supporter Support. of our oh, yeah. work in other ways mm-hmm. um, they plant a come and plant a tree for every dedication that we do in the spring really? and fall they'll come and plant a tree yeah not in a power line but they will come and plant <laughs> you get to pick the tree you want so KUB is a huge partner um, with us in what we do so there we have a lot of partnerships that are out there I mean it's yeah. just something that we're expanding and and looking at um, we have a great person it's a roofing um, contractor yeah. that works with us and gives us a break on cost to do right. those roofs Um, But there's just, you know, the thing is, is really getting the word out. And then once you do that, it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking to not be able to help everybody. Yeah. And we simply can't. We just, we don't have the income. We don't have, so it's, it's tough to pick and choose and how you do that. Um, But there's just such need in our community. And, you know, delivering that message is tough. Yeah. It's just tough. So I just encourage folks to get out of their little box and see what you can do. And I mean, it can be small, just a smile or, you know, encouragement or, you know, getting involved Mm -hmm. with. We'd love to have your involvement with us, but get involved with something. Right. You know, get out and do something. Get your get your kids. And I mean, teach them that it's about giving back.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean the the value of giving back is just it's insurmountable. I mean there's there's nothing else that, that really compares. And you know, and I I will say, uh, you, you know, you you got to kind of prepare yourself for it because, like you said, you can't help everybody. And when you get involved and you really start looking and and diving into the needs of a community, you you start to see the overwhelming needs. And then, and then where so many uh, communities are falling short on on trying to help and meet those needs. And again, the thing that I love so much about you guys is that you're a uh, come alongside, we're going to teach you, we're going to help you to be able to sustain on your own. And, and to me, that is one of the, obviously, the cornerstones or earmarks of what you guys do.
2: We have volunteers. One of the greatest things that somebody told me several years ago is they said, you know, here we were planning to come out here. Here I was planning to come out here and help somebody. And I'm leaving here, and I've been helped the most.
0: That's right. That's what happens.
2: That's what happens.
0: So thank you so much for joining me this morning, Kelly. You can go to Knoxville Habitat. Forhumanity.com. Get involved, help out. If you've missed a part of our broadcast and want to listen to an episode again, there's a link on my website. Just go to hissecurity.com and click on the ATH radio tab to find past shows. Uh, I thank very much our guest this morning and Remember, Around the House is produced by News Talk 98.7 with guest coordination services by Media Be Media Savvy. Thank you for listening this morning, and I hope you enjoy some quality time around the house.